Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Football Around the World podcast. I am your host today, Christian, joined by my good friend, Jose. Jose. What up? Hi. Jose, how was your week? Um, pretty good. Not too bad. What did you think about Tuesday and Wednesday? Um, pretty happy results, but some other ones are a little... More controversial, but we'll get into that later. Yep, we'll get into that. We're gonna jump into the first game, or actually, the first game that I want to talk about. They both happened at the same time on Tuesday. The first game that we're gonna talk about, the one that was watched the most on Tuesday, which was Real Madrid versus Ajax. The game was played at the Santiago Bernabeu, so Real Madrid's own backyard. Ajax came and was triumphant 4 1. I repeat, 4-1. That is ridiculous. Ajax, the dark horse of the tournament, I'm calling it right now. They're going to win the Champions League if it's not Barcelona. I'm calling it right now. Anyway, so the first goal came in the seventh minute, equalizing the tie, uh, which made it 2-2 on aggregate and getting Ajax the crucial away goal thanks to Ziyech. Um, It was a really nice play. Yeah, basically just the first goal came. And then the second goal came right after that. Beautiful play. Uh, through Tadic, he basically did a roulette around Cancemiro, sending him on loan back to Porto. Super nice roulette. And then after that, he played a nice ball in uh, behind the defense to David Neres, uh, who finished it off, uh, rounding the goalie a little bit, and then just chipping it over Courtois. Courtois had a kind of decent display overall in the game. I don't know how you thought about Courtois. He did pretty good. He did good in terms of Courtois standards, but it's just Courtois can't do it on his own. His defense was so bad. Ram was so dumb for getting that yellow card in the first leg and like kind of hoping Real Madrid would get through. Yeah. This is obviously why it was a dumb decision for him to do that because maybe if he would have been in the back, it would have been a little bit more solid. But I will continue on. Bale had a chance to make it 2-1, but he did. Uh, his chip shot did hit the post. Uh, Onana had a really brilliant display um, against Real Madrid overall throughout the whole game. Uh, Onana had a really good uh, display overall in the game. Uh, Tadic, who was my man of the match, and I think uh, overall the man of the match of the whole game, uh, scored the third goal, which is a top bins finish. Uh, Nacho and Brown were basically left for dead as they stood watching Tadic put it on his preferred left foot and just putting it top bins past Courtois. N- nothing that Courtois could have done to save that shot. It was such a good shot. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically just had the ball like inside the 18, switch it to his left. Nacho had a mad game. He didn't really do a very good job at uh, being in Ramos's position, I guess, mm-hmm. um, on the night. And Real Madrid did pull one back, though, making it 3-1 through Marco Asensio. Uh, Reguilón played in the ball from the left flank. Just crossed it in, and uh, Marco Asensio just kind of finished it in the bottom right corner. It was a solid finish. Um, my friend, I thought Real Madrid were back in the game, and I basically bet with him that uh, they wouldn't come back. And uh, so I ended up being right. The fourth and final goal came from Shone uh, off of a free kick. Um, I compared it to the Tony Cruz goal against Sweden in the World Cup this summer, um, except without the, what's it called, the little touch that Royce gave yeah. uh, Tony Cruz because... Uh, on the Tony Cruz free kick, he passed it to Royce. Royce stepped on the ball, so it stopped. And then Tony Cruz hit it uh, all the way in the far corner, top bins. It was basically like that, except without the touch. Shona just kind of hit it from the same angle on the left side. And it just went top bins. Some of the commentators were saying that it wasn't on purpose. I think it was on purpose. I think it was going towards goal. Courtois, left for dead. He could not do anything about that shot. No keeper in the world saves that shot. I don't care if you're the Hea Neuer, anyone in the whole world. Well, if, no. you were, if you were sitting over there, maybe. Yeah, maybe if you were just literally sitting there, but... That means, like, it'd be easy to just go for the near post then if you're the free kick taker. Yeah, I don't blame him for that. Yeah. Literally, Courtois, brilliant display. He could just not do anything with half the goals that went in. Mm-hmm. Except maybe, like, the first one, or the, sorry, the second one. Yeah, a little. Uh, that chipped over him. Maybe he went to ground too quick, but otherwise he had a really good performance, in my opinion. 
Uh, Nacho Fernandez did get sent off in injury time for dragging down IX player. And then uh, the first, the uh, when he brought down the IX defender, that was a first yellow card. And then afterwards, he pushed another IX player. And then I think he was saying some stuff to the ref, which gave him a second yellow, which got him sent off, uh, which was bad discipline from Nacho. Overall, just a bad performance from him. Mm-hmm. Um, big takeaways that I got from this game. And um, I'll ask you if you had any uh, right after this. Solari out. I don't know. I think um, he should be out. He basically just got Real Madrid out of three competitions in a week and a half, which is really bad in terms of their season. So they have nothing to play for other than getting into the Champions League for next season. Yeah. Because by the looks of it, I think they're 48 points in third place, but Hitafe are on their heels with 42 points in fourth place. Mm-hmm. So maybe they won't even make it into the Champions League if they keep performing really bad in La Liga. But Solari is... Uh, or does have a contract until 2021 for Real Madrid. I don't know if that's going to mean he's going to be out before that. I think so. But then the other thing I did want to talk about uh, was uh, no Ronaldo, no party. That's what I'm saying. I think without Ronaldo, Real Madrid just looks super bad. Like, I remember after Ronaldo left, a lot of the players were saying, oh, yeah, we don't need Ronaldo. Um, Carvajal was saying that, like, they didn't really need him. Asensio was saying they're a better team without him. Bale was saying they can do it without him. All these players, like, obviously you're going to want to have confidence before the season starts. Yeah. But as it shows right now, it looks like they needed Ronaldo. And I think you were saying before, earlier in the week, that Ronaldo needed them. I don't know. We'll see with the Juve Atleti tie uh, next week. But no Ronaldo, no party. Um, this has been the first time since the 2014-15 season that Real Madrid have been knocked out of the Champions League, which is pretty amazing. Because that was the year that Barca won um, the treble or whatever. Mm-hmm. And since then, they've won the Champions League. The back-to-back-to-back, uh, which is pretty impressive. But I have a stat right here. It says before Cristiano Ronaldo, um, uh, the first season without Ronaldo, which was the 04-05, all the way through the 08-09 season, they finished, or they got knocked out of the Champions League in the round of 16, which is pretty bad. Because that's three seasons, three, four seasons straight that they got knocked out in the round of 16. And then with Ronaldo, with his first season there, he got knocked out of round 16. But then afterwards, um, up until last season when they won it, they had either finished in the semifinals, they got knocked out in the semis, or they won it, which yeah. is a pretty impressive stat um, to think about. Because Ronaldo's first season at Real Madrid was like pretty good, I guess. But, I mean, that first uh, knockout round that he got knocked out in the Champions League was pretty bad. But otherwise, finishing in the semifinals or winning it with Ronaldo just kind of shows where Real Madrid are and maybe where they're going towards because maybe they're going to be going towards that getting knocked out early in the Champions League again. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know who's going to be their goal scorer for the next couple of years because it doesn't really seem they're going to look for someone. They gotta, I think, in my opinion, they have to sign Mbappe. I think they need a striker. I think Mbappe is capable of playing striker because that's what he did at Monaco. Honestly, I could see Lewandowski going. But he's old, though. Yeah, but they need someone now. Okay, they need someone now, but then they also need someone for the future because Vinny can't do it on his own. Can you imagine Vinny and Mbappe, like, being on the same team together? Yeah. That's destruction for years to come. I mean, I say they just get Lewandowski short-term, like kind of like a Chelsea thing, like Chelsea-San Diego in. Yeah. Just for a little, which I think they need to do with Lewandowski, and they just find it. How much do you think they're going to get Lewandowski for, though? I don't know, but they got the money. Uh, yeah, but uh, I feel like they either need to sign Neymar or Mbappe. I don't think Neymar. I really don't think Neymar's gonna happen. You don't think Neymar's gonna no. happen? I think it's more likely him going back to Barca. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. As a Barca fan, I don't really know if. Would you even actually? Yeah, I take him back. Really? I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you. 
I'd take him back any day. Cause that, that the year. It's because they rely so much on Messi and it's so bad. Right now, yeah. Yeah, right now. It literally looks atrocious. Like, okay, Suarez, like, did help us in the Copa del Rey. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, his season's been, like, on and off for the most part. And Messi's had, had to be on for every game. And if he doesn't perform, nobody performs. We get an L or we get a draw. He's lucky he hasn't been injured. If he was to get injured, season could go downhill really quick. I think he was injured for yeah, a while. Like, wasn't he injured like, like last year, like, kind of long term? For a while, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, basically anything you want to talk about the Real Madrid Ajax, I thought it was a really amazing performance. Frankie de Jong playing in the Barcelona training ground before he even oh, signs for Barca. Here we go. It was pretty impressive uh, performance from Frankie de Jong and co. Uh, Dilit being really solid in the back. Um, Daily Blind being like a Man United, I guess, like outcast, I guess you could say. Yeah. And now performing like on the biggest stage for Ajax. Mm-hmm. Shows they still got it. Um, Zayich or Ziyech or whatever, the number 22 guy, the yeah. one that's on Liverpool's um, watch called? list. Yeah, on his watch list. He's pretty impressed. He was pretty impressive on the day. Tadic was my man of the match because he, oh my gosh, that roulette was so dirty. And mm-hmm. he was just doing so many things like for the team overall. Um, that number seven guy, the one that scored the first goal, uh, Nerez, he was doing pretty good. I saw that he absolutely destroyed um, Carvajal in a 1v1 situation, mm-hmm. like over by the touchline. So that was pretty dirty. But yeah, overall, really nice performance. Fun watching Ajax reminds me of like the old Ajax days that I like, you know. I wasn't really old enough to watch, like, the good Ajax. Yeah. Like, back in the day. So, I, like, watched clips on YouTube and stuff. And it was, like, pretty nice to just see them, like, back in the Champions League. Hopefully, this is, like, a regular thing that happens every year again. Because I want to watch, like, the, I guess, the... The up-and-coming team. Yeah, yeah. Like, the up-and-coming. Like, I want to see Inter Milan and AC Milan and Ajax and, like, Porto, Benfica, like, do good, like, in the Champions League again. Because that's always exciting to watch. Like, it's not just... Yeah. Barca Real, mm-hmm. Barca Real, like every year, or like Juve every year, like doing, going far. But I want to watch, like, I want to see something different, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, before when Milan and Inter Milan were in the Champions League, that's, that was always, like, an exciting thing to see. And now, like, we just don't get that luxury, I guess. But hopefully, it'll happen soon. Hopefully, Ajax are going to be back at their best. Uh, hopefully, most of their team don't break up, like, after the season, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, you think a lot of their players are just going to get signed off. Yeah, they're just going to start leaving slowly and slowly. That's what I think. Starting with Frankie, yeah. unfortunately, mm-hmm. for Ajax at least. But yeah, anything else you want to talk about the, the Ajax game? Yeah, just a couple of quick things. I just feel like the team wasn't clicking enough. Um, Casemiro, I think, is really, 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 really to blame. He just played terrible. It's probably the, most, it's probably the worst game I've seen, i personally seen, out of him. And just the defense was horrible. Courtois... Honestly, was doing his best, which is really unusual nowadays because Courtois has been getting lots of hate. But yeah. this game, Courtois did his best. His defense wasn't enough. Casemiro wasn't doing enough. Do you think just teams have figured out Real, or do you think it was just a really good display from Ajax? I think it's a little of both. I think they probably figured out Real. Because that midfield more. just, that Real Madrid midfield just did not tick on the night. Yeah. And they really haven't been ticking, like, for the most season. Like, Casemiro, when he's been injured, um, They've had Ceballos, like, play in the midfield or whatever. They've had basically just, like, different trios in the midfield since he's been injured. He came back, yeah. um, I think, like, a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. And um, he just... I feel like that Real Madrid just isn't taking like he used to, like, in the past. Like, I guess the best they were at was two years ago. 
was when they were literally like untouchable, like Real Madrid was. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just think. Maybe. And also Gareth Bale. Okay. We've been talking about him. He's been protesting recently, like not celebrating goals and all this. Lucas Vasquez gets injured. He's asked to come on and goes on. This is a time where Gareth Bale should be showing his worth and proving himself. He did not do any of that. What do you think? Gareth Bale? Yeah. I think the chip shot, uh, the one that hit the post, I think he should have scored that. It could have changed the whole game. It could have. When Nana was basically, he kind of like was on his knees and just kind of hoped that it didn't go in because he, he kind of went to ground too quick. Yeah. And Bale could have dinked him. Or he, he did, he would have dinked him if it would have been on target. But the thing is, he hit the post. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I think Bale's just like lack of confidence has like just made him go into this or like have, what the fuck am I trying to say? Okay. I right. think, I think Bale's like lack of confidence has just made him go down like and be in like really poor form. Do you still, do you still think it is lack of confidence or do you think like he's like not as good as he used to be or was supposed to be? I think, okay. I think, I don't think he reached whatever heights people thought. So he could have really reached, if he reached max potential. I think this is his max potential. I just think people overhyped him. But I do think I agree with that. I Absolutely. do think that where he's playing at right now, like at Real Madrid, I just think he should leave. It's, just, it's not helping his case. Yeah, for here, the better. I, don't I, don't, I just think for the betterment of his, of his career in he general. His career, leave. Yeah, he needs to leave this summer, even if it's for. Like Real Madrid are not gonna get the money that they spent on Bale back. They're not gonna pro- sure. they're not gonna get it back, or they're not even gonna profit. They're gonna lose like thirty. They're gonna lose half of what they paid. Pretty sure. You think a half? They paid a hundred. How much? How much do you think someone's gonna buy him for? Bale? Yeah. Seventy Stop. at least. No one's buying him for seventy. I think, yes. Who is buying him for seventy? Because he's still like hyped. How old is he? I have no clue how old he is. I'm assuming like I think he's like, assuming he's late twenties. 28, we'll say. 29. Because what's Neymar? 27 now? Yeah, I think he's a year or two older than I mean, regardless, I don't think Neymar. anyone's paying 70K for Bale now. 70K really K or 70 think, mil? 70 mil, my bad. But <laughs> still, I don't think anyone's paying 70 mil. I think people would. I think, if anything, I think Spurs, like I said before, Spurs and Man U would be like the best place for him to go back to. Bale's 29. 29, yeah, like a year or two old. He's going like to turn 30. He was born on July 16th. So 30 in the So you think year. Bale... Okay, so you think... Who was signing Bale for 70 mil? Man Tell United. me. Give me a name that would be interested in that. Man United. Sanchez and money for Bale. That would not be a bad deal it for It would them. not take Sanchez. You think Sanchez uh, is in quality? Come on. Well, I think Sanchez has proven that he's able to play in La Liga, obviously, and in the Prem, obviously. Back then. Okay, but it's not like he's still quality. He's not in form. Why would Raul take him? The last thing Raul needs is So you're telling me Bale's in form? Why would they keep Bale? That's where they're selling him. Yeah, so I'm saying just get Sanchez instead. I'm saying that's just out of form for out of form. Plus money. Okay, basically what you're doing is trading an out of form player... Okay. For a worse out of form player. So you think Sanchez is worse than Bale? Right now? Yes. That's because Sanchez has not been given the chance under Oli. Oh my, yes he has. He's been given like, what, five games? Okay, but it's all off the bench. It's mostly all off the bench. What about Bale? Bale's oh. not off the bench after games? Yeah, he is. Are you stupid? Bale is off the bench. Oh yeah, no, I thought you were saying he was Okay, so what's 
What's your argument, huh? No, I'm just saying that Sanchez overall, I think I'd take him. If I was Real, I'd take him instead of Bale. Because Bale's obviously not working. He hasn't been doing anything. Might as well try something that's out of form but different. Because they both play different. Sanchez is trying to mess up Real up. No, because Sanchez is still good. Gosh. He's just not giving the chance. That should have been a hot take. All right, all right. All right, we're going to move on to the next game, the one that people didn't really care about, in my opinion. If you're not a Dorman fan... No one cares about this game. You don't really care about this game. It was Dorman versus Spurs at the Westfalen Stadion. Um, basically, ended 1-0 for Spurs. Dorman had to score the first goal in order to come back. and didn't score any goals. Yoris, with a brilliant performance, I will say that. But Dorman had to at least score one goal to even try to get back into this leg. Or this fixture, I mean. But they didn't do that, and they didn't score any goals. Alcácer, uh, Royce had a couple chances. Alcácer probably having the most chances out of all of them. Oh, yeah. Like, the clear-cut chances. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He could not finish those. He just hasn't been the same since the turn of the year. Uh, 2018, uh, the first half of the season in Bundesliga, coming off um, as a super sub, basically. He did really good. But now, in 2019, he hasn't looked his best. He signed a permanent contract already with Dortmund. And maybe Dortmund signed him too early. Like, they made an early decision. I don't know. But Dortmund wanted to overturn this 3-0 and make a comeback. But Harry Kane basically buried the tie and uh, scored the away goal, which made it 4-0 on aggregate. And there was no way Dortmund was going to come back at all. Um, Yoris, like I said, had a really good performance against the Dortmund team, who, in my opinion, looked dominant overall. Mm-hmm. But they just couldn't get their shots like, in the net. Yeah. That was the thing. Um, the defense, for Spurs at least, looked really good. Uh, Vertonghen had a really good performance. Yoris, like I said, good performance. Um, yeah, that's basically all I got. Anything you want to talk about? No, I didn't really pay attention to this game much, but it was a little worrying when... Or you kind of knew the fate of Dorman when they didn't score in the first half. So... I mean, this leg overall um, just kind of showed what Dorman were capable of. Like, if they would have played like this in the first leg... But scored. But scored. You know, even this performance, even if they would have went 0-1, but the first leg at uh Wembley Stadium, mm-hmm. they would have been fine for the second leg because the pressure wouldn't have been on them as much. Like, 1-0 at, the, at Wembley Stadium and then going home and just trying to get, like, one or two goals back. It would have been a lot better for Dortmund. The thing was, just that 3-0 in the second half of the first leg, that's what completely destroyed them. And um, just, like, their attitude, I guess, towards the game. So, yeah, there was no way. I didn't think there was any way they were going to come back. It would have been a miracle. I think it would have been harder than the Man U PSG. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Oh, you th- do you not agree with me? I agree with you. I'm just so Man U PSG thing, so kind of... Oh, yeah, you're hurt. We'll we'll, we'll get get to that later. Oh, my. But, yeah, Kane basically just showing why he's a quality striker. It was a good finish. Really good finish. Sissoko, basically, it was against the run of play. Sissoko had the ball uh, in the midfield and just played a one-touch. Kane came back. He was in an offside position, uh, came back onside, and then made a run through. The defense is getting pressured a little bit, but for the most part, one-on-one. He basically edged himself into the box and then just had a good near full finish. Mm -hmm. uh, Finish, sorry. Uh, past Berkey. So yeah, 1-0 Spurs overall, 4-0. Pretty upsetting um, as a Dortmund fan, part-time Dortmund fan. But um, I will Part-time. say Spurs did deserve it. 
Yeah, we're going to move on to the next game, which was on Wednesday. Jose, you want to talk about that one? All right. So the next game was Porto versus Roma, which ended 4-3 aggregate in Porto's favor. Started off with a 25th minute goal from Porto. Tecatito giving the pass for the assist, making it 2-2 aggregate, which would have sent Porto to the next round due to the away goal. And then the 35th minute, we had a penalty scored for Roma. Barotti was taken down in the box, which in my opinion was a penalty. The Rossi scoring it, not making a mistake with that one. Casillas getting a little mad because he thought he stopped during the penalty, but didn't really stop. So, and then Roma for the rest of the regular time kind of looked like they were on the back foot, just defending for the goal. Because with that goal, they would have went through. It would have been three-two aggregate. Then in the fifty-second minute, Tecatito with a beautiful ball through, uh, sleeping Roma defense straight to Marega, who made no mistake, tying up the game. And then Roma continued. To be in the back foot after the goal, just waiting out for extra time. That's what it looked like to me. Then, once we were in extra time, Enzeko messed up two really good chances. Just, not, I don't know. Enzeko being Enzeko. Oh my gosh, that was so bad. Not finishing, who knows. When Jekyll when had that chance, and he like basically beat his Which defender. One? The first two. one. He had the first one in the okay. extra time. And it, he like bobbled past the defender. And he was basically facing towards goal but at an angle a little bit inside the box mm-hmm. I thought that was a like a classic Jekyll finish you know yeah it's like far post curling it like on the ground anything but just have like a really nice powerful shot far post mm-hmm. dude skied it <laughs> I could not believe what I had seen and then afterwards when he had that clear cut chance oh my gosh I just don't know how Jekyll misses those like he's known for scoring those you know mm-hmm. like just a classic finisher like he's one where if you have a chance you're certain 99% out of 100 that he will score those. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it just he did not have his shooting boots on that night. Who knows? I don't know. Off. And then I after don't... that, Porto got a penalty, which is, I guess, very controversial in both games, uh, both Wednesday games, but we'll get to that later. But did you think it was a penalty? He was tugged a little, taken down, checked by bar, I think, penalty given. I think it was harsh. I can see why it was a penalty, but I think it was very harsh. I think if there's no VAR, that's not getting called. But because there is VAR, obviously like a little tug like that. Like I said, VAR makes the game softer. I agree with you. Thank you. I think it's really dumb how like a little tug on the shirt. Because obviously, it's not like, who was it? I forgot who it was that was tugging who. But it wasn't enough for him to like fall down to the ground like that, you know. It's just yeah. people just flopping. Yeah, but I just don't understand why you would tug. That's my thing. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it was really stupid from the defender. Yeah. But I don't know. Porto converted. I think it's harsh. So Porto converted and then won. On to the next round. Alex Teles. Mm -hmm. Quality center back. Or not center back, sorry. (laughs) Left back. (laughs) My bad. But he's actually super good, though. Right. Any extra thoughts on that game? Uh, Merega, I think, right? The number Mm -hmm. 11 for Porto. He's so good. Second, or no, not second. Why Six. am I saying stupid things? Six. Six consecutive games scoring in the Champions League. Dude's shown that he can perform. But yeah, overall, pretty good performance from Porto. Um, I tuned in um, at the beginning of Extra Time after the Man U game was over. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that next. Jose, take it away. Right, so we have PSG versus Man U. Right away in the second minute, Tilo Kerr. Dropped the ball back blindly. Um, don't really understand. I, I just, he just, he just wasn't watching. He kind of just, oh, dropped it back, hoping a defender was there. 
I don't know what he was thinking. Lukaku stole it, pushed the ball past Buffon, and scored it to make it 1-2 really early on. Yeah, it was a really perfect start for Man U as they were looking to make a comeback after that uh, 2-0 at uh, Old Trafford. Yeah, this was a pretty good start for Man U. And for the next 10 minutes, Man U kind of looked like they were like playing really defensive. I don't know what the thought process was behind Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but I guess he thought playing defensive would have been the best option. But turns out it wasn't because in the 11th minute, Kylian Mbappe hovering in the right side of the area found an open Bernat. And Bernat made no mistake making it 3-1 in aggregate. And then Bailly was really bad. He was supposed to be the one covering him. And then eventually, like, the 40th minute, he did get subbed off. I don't know if it was due to injury. I think it was due to injury, because they brought in that one other youngster, right? Yeah, because he was, like, he had, like, he came off with a face, like, uh, like injured. But he was playing bad, so I couldn't see it. And then in the 28th minute, Rashford let a long shot go right at Buffon. Buffon, however, he had trouble catching the ball. Lukaku was there to clean up the mess and make it 2-3. So two really scrappy goals from Lukaku. Oh, my but, gosh. Oh my that gosh. shot is... I understand why Buffon spilled it. It was a little and rainy, like, though. Was it rainy? Yeah. I didn't know that. But I saw what had happened. Rashford always goes for those. If you notice, if you, like, consistently watch Man U, Rashford just sometimes just decides to have a shot from, like, out of nowhere, like, out of nothing. And all of his shots, he always tries to dip in like that. Yeah. Like, give it a good swerve or whatever, like, the knuckle on it. Mm-hmm. And that's very hard for a majority of goalies to deal with. So I can see why Buffon spilled it, but I just feel so bad. Like, a keeper of his quality, I feel like he should be getting those comfortably. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you're up there in age, I don't care. If you're a professional keeper, like, I understand why that happens. Yeah, but everyone makes mistakes, though. It's very difficult. It's very difficult for a goalie to handle. But I feel like he should have done better in that situation. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, that's the way I see it. And for the end of the first half and the second half, PSG seemed very dominant. Um, you ever watch one of those games where like a team's only a team's only down by one, but like it just feels like there's like no way back into it. Yeah. That felt like PSG versus. That felt like Barcelona PSG when I was watching. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it really felt like to me. So there were only one goal from elimination because if Manu would have scored, away goals, gets them through the next round. PSG had many chances to increase the lead, like at the eighty second minute when Mbappe was one v one versus the Hair, but he slipped. Don't know why he slipped. I didn't see that. He's, yeah, he slipped a little, and then Bernat tried saving it, scoring a goal after, but went for a corner. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And then the controversial moment in the 89th minute, Dalot ripped a long shot towards goal, deflected off a Kimbembe for a corner kick. Turns out the VAR officials told the referee to take a look at it. When the referee did take a look at it, um, Kimbembe was turning around to protect himself from the shot, and I guess the ball found his arm. And the ref calls for a penalty, and the rest is history. I s- the shot came from the right back that came on as a substitute, the youngster, right? Yeah. He came on as a sub for Ashley Young, correct? Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a good idea for him to have a shot, because I feel like as a youngster, you just want to get the confidence up. Yeah. Because the first thing he did in the game was play a ball long, and it didn't get to anyone. And then right after that, he made it like a good run up the field, and then he got that shot. So I was like, oh, that's a good idea. Like, mm-hmm. especially as a youngster, making your Champions League debut, um playing out right back so he just had a random shot but I think it was so bad the decision was, bad was so bad. bad call I think it was a bad call That's I, think I think it was very too. harsh uh, like I said last week uh, handball or just in, in general handball has to do with um, it being accidental Yep. the distance and um, just like if they 
it did it intentionally, basically. Yeah, like, the motive wasn't there from him. The distance was too short. And just, okay, think about it like this, right? This is what I was thinking about. If I'm a professional, and I'm shooting at you as hard as I can to get it on goal, right? So it's a hard shot coming from right back. Yeah. And you're a defender. But your back is turned. You literally aren't seeing where the ball's going to go. And it's not like his hand wasn't that far off a natural position. Obviously, it wasn't like a natural position Yeah. in terms of as a whole. But it's not like he stuck his arm out like all the way to try to get his arm in there. It was still somewhat close to his body. So I think it was very harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see why some people would call that a handball because it wasn't technically in a natural position. But like I said, it's harsh. His back is turned. He's not looking. He doesn't know where the ball is going. He's just trying to get his back in the way. And it unfortunately hits his arm. Which is really bad. But a lot of people were saying it was karma because he should have been sent off in the first leg or whatever. But Man U fans. Yeah, I don't believe in that stuff. I think it was very harsh. But Man U are through on to the next round. Like, What are you supposed to do is Kempembe there? What are you supposed to do? I'm turning around. This guy's blasting the ball at me. This guy's a professional. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Just watch him or you just, what? You just kind of hope for the best. I, I don't know. I think the VAR, VAR needs to be revised first off. I think it puts too much power in this stupid referee. Um, and the handball rule, I think people have been saying it for a while now, really needs to be revised. Like, we need to know, we need more details on what exactly the handball and what doesn't count as a handball. Okay, so I saw this video on YouTube. It was a video from, like, an Alexi Lalas, like, hot take, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. I don't know what his, like, actual thing is called. He was talking about handballs and, like, the rules of a handball. And he said, if it hits your hand, it's a handball. No doubt about it. This is what he said the rule should be. He proposes, when the ball hits the hand, no matter where it is, what it is, like how far it is, if it was intentional, accidental, it doesn't matter. It's a pen. And he says this so that the refs don't have to decide whether it is or it isn't a penalty and don't have to go by their own say. It's black and white. There's no gray area. If it hits the ball, if the hand hits the ball, arm hits the ball, doesn't matter what it is, any part of the arm hand, Mm -hmm. it is a penalty. And if it doesn't, it's not. That's what he says. So I that, agree with that. Why? Because no, the referee is a referee. He's not a judge. I feel like we have to like... Okay, did he mess up in this game? Yes. Because according to our rules, so the FIFA rules that are in place right now, that's a, that is not a handball. Correct. But if we do this black and white, we're basically just determining if the ball hit his hand or not. That's it. We don't, we don't have to determine, oh, was it intentional? Uh, The distance... Uh, how fast is the ball going? Okay, here's here's what I say, right? You're a referee. You're a professional. You should be good enough to decide whether or not something like that is a handball in less than five minutes. You don't have to rewatch that 20, 25 times like half the referees do with VAR. I think it's absolutely ridiculous when we have to wait an extra three minutes, extra five minutes. Like, I've been telling you I don't want VAR. But I'm saying like they should be able to decide like that like super quick. Okay. They're professionals. They should be able to do this, you know? Like They know the rules. They should be able to consider whether something is a handball or not in, okay. like, less than two minutes. Okay, so, at so, most so you don't minutes. agree with this, right? I don't agree with this. Okay. So, for example, if you think we were to put 10 WIFA referees on that spot where, where the guy watched VAR and decided, okay. what percentage of them do you think would have made the, the same call as him? I have no clue. It depends if they get paid or not. No, I'm being serious. No, I'm actually being genuinely serious. Like, paid. 
I'm saying like paid like under the table, you know. Oh, I'm not joking. Come on, be be genuine. Okay, none of them are getting paid. Okay, they're all gonna get paid eventually. Like to be honest, but I see what you're saying, right? Okay. So you're saying like none of them are gonna get paid by either team, and in their own honest opinions, they have to decide. Yes. You're saying ten referees, UEFA referees. Yes. Get to decide. Yes. Whether that penalty. PSG versus yes, Man is a penalty or not. I'd say probably 60-40. See, that's my thing. Okay. Do I think it was do I think it was a penalty? No. In my interpretation though. Everyone else watches the game differently. My dad, which is I guess like a classic soccer man, old soccer man probably thinks it's a penalty. You and me, no. You know, it's up to different interpretations. I that's why we just scrap all that. I just, okay, right? I don't agree with the second part that you told me about. What? The players being able to hit the ball. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he, I don't know if I already said this or not, but he also talked about how um, basically if defenders have to defend with their arms behind their back, like they should do that. Yeah, no. Because basically if they're just defending normally and an attacker deliberately hits their hand like on purpose, Alexi Lala said, go for it. doesn't matter. I don't care. I want to see more goals. And I think that's absolutely ridiculous because that stuff can happen. Such like, an American thing to say. I, I think it's possible. That's the thing, though. Because, um, like, I think artificial goals like that. Because, okay, I'll read you a comment real quick. Okay. Um, it was from the same YouTube video itself. Okay. This was from Henry Chibib. So if he somehow is listening to this. Shout out Henry Chibib. Shout out. He made it. Um, he says, I absolutely agree that there should be a definitive law that can only be interpreted one way to constitute a handball. However, I think the proposed solution, which he said, um, just like the one way or whatever, mm-hmm. what, what he said, what I said before, yeah. he said, I think the proposed solution goes against the nature of the game. By adding another element of attacking uh, to the game, by producing a way to artificially win a penalty, I feel that the flow of the game will be compromised. As we all know, soccer is a beautiful game, and by adding these workarounds to the game, it becomes a lot less beautiful. At the end of the day, we want to see players playing the game, not playing the rules. And I absolutely 100% agree with what he's saying in this second part. See, I did too, because I'm the one that agreed with the definitive part, but the attacking thing, I think it's just stupid. Because that'd be so dumb. Like, people right now already artificially win... Penalties. People like already fouls. try doing this, don't they? Yeah, with flops. No, not just flops. But I've seen people try kicking the ball at hands. I've seen it before. You do think they pe- call it? You think players purposely do that? I've, I've seen it. I've seen them try it. It doesn't really work. But let's say we go to this rule, then yeah, it would work, which I would not agree with at all. So, wait. So, have you seen it happen, though? Like, where someone purposely shoots it at a hand and it I works? I shoot it, but kind of like a lot. Like, pass it towards the hand. I've seen it. I've seen it. And it's hit the hand. But they never call it. Yes, I've seen it, but they never called it. See, like, that's the thing. I think that'd be harsh. I think that's stupid. I think that'd be a dumb penalty to be given. Yeah. Right? But then that would go against what you think and that Mm -hmm. you agree with with Alexi Lalas. Yeah. I mean, I see both sides. That's the thing. Like, I agree with the first part, but that second part is, like, the con of the whole thing, you know? Just that players will just eventually just go for it. Yeah, because, like... so that's players why I don't the agree. With it. That's why I don't agree with it. Because things like that will get in the way. If it hits the hand, no matter what, 
the referee has to give a penalty because that was that's what what the rules be. Yeah, but you didn't agree with the first part, the black and white thing. I don't agree with it at all. So you don't agree with the like? Let's say, okay, so like in those rules, Kim Bemis would have been a handball. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And Alexi Lalas's version of the rules, yes, that would be a handball. Yeah. So you don't I don't agree with that. Okay. I, I don't think it was like I said it again. Wasn't a handball. Okay. This game wasn't a handball according to the rules that we have set in place right now. No, but I'd be I'd be open to those rules. Just they should be able to tell when a player is trying to like purposely kick it a hand. But even if they're purposely kicking it, it doesn't matter in Alexi Lalas's version of the rules. Okay, but I'm saying let's adapt. Did, did you, you hear what he said? Him. Did I you know. hear what he said? Yes, he no, said, I said it. I don't care. He goes, if the attacker wins goals. the handball, he said, if the attacker wins the handball. Then good for him. Like he, if he's that skilled to do it, like give him the penalty. He deserves it. Yeah. Which I think is stupid. I think it's ridiculous. I don't agree with that. There should be a definitive black and white. Referee should be good enough to decide whether it is deliberate or not, whether it's intentional. Um, but good enough or not, you literally said earlier. Out of those ten referees, it would go four six, sixty percent predicting. Because like, it's your own way to interpret it. Okay, so what do you mean? This is why we need black and white. These aren't federal judges deciding court cases. It's I just, soccer, bub. Okay, football, football. They're, they're professionals. They're good enough. They should be good enough. But there are just some that are stupid enough to not see so the you're real saying there's, there's a stupid amount. Yes, there are some stupid referees okay, out there. So you're saying out of that 60-40... Why do you think English refs never go to the World Cups? Oh, my. I'm being serious. They're, Mexico they're refs stupid. go to World Cups. What's your point? They're stupid too. <laughs> what I'm saying is, basically, we're on two different sides. I don't see the I don't see the compromise coming anytime soon. No, there is no compromise here. I say, I don't care. Keep the gray area. I'm okay with how it is. It changes the game. It makes it for controversial. I don't want controversy. You're still gonna get controversy with your rules oh. if it's intentional or not. I just think that's what I say. This is my solution. All right, let me make you... Wait, hold on, hold on. Before, Let's scrap before... bar. Scrap bar. Scrap bar? I, think I I see no way we scrap bar now. We've gone too, we've gone too like, futuristic now. Or, like, every league has bar now. Next thing you know, we're going to have, like, robot soccer players, like, coming out here yeah, scoring Yeah, robot referees or something. Yeah, robot referees, so they know all the rules. They're going to be programmed <laughs> to know everything, and they're going to call everything. They're going to be able to see in their head, they're going to have cameras all around the stadium and it's going to project into their head mm-hmm. and they're going to be able to see every angle of every goal. So that's something like the, the Ajax Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember when the ball was at the touchline mm-hmm. and people were saying he'd, it went he'd out. He'd be able to see it. Yeah. He'd be able to see it. Robot referees oh, come in 2022. Oh. Watch out. In- introducing robot referees. Six like world cup in uh, Canada, Mexico, and the U S watch out coming soon. Yeah, basically, we're just going to move on to the next thing. We got so off topic. We're supposed to see PSG versus Man U. And just a quick thing. Um, Neymar was on his story. He posted a little <laughs> a little thing. Um, he said, this is a disgrace. They put four guys who don't understand football to analyze an incident. It's not a penalty. And then go F yourselves. Which is very immature, first of all. Not professional at all. I understand he's frustrated. But, I mean... If your team's going to choke like that, you kind of deserve it. I was kind of wondering. You know he was watching the game, right? At yeah. At the stadium? Yeah. You know who he was with? Ninja. 
You think he probably brought an injury because he thought it was going to be like a just a little casual win? Oh, you think like he was trying I, to I flex think, to Ninja? I don't think he thought this was going to be this. Yeah, did you see his face at the end? Yeah. He literally became a meme in like less than a night. In like one hour. Not even like 20 minutes of it being broadcasted. Mm-hmm. There's like memes everywhere of Neymar's face. Yeah. Ninja flew out to Paris. Um, and Neymar was probably like trying to flex. He's like, yeah. oh yeah, check out my team. We're going to beat Man United, yeah. you know, like home stadium. And Ninja's like posting about it, like on his Instagram and on his Snapchat mm-hmm. and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, I see Ninja's, like, rooting for PSG. And it says, go PSG or whatever. Yeah. And they didn't post anything after that because they lost. And then I saw Marcelo Beckler. Um, he's, like, a Brazilian reporter or Twitter analyst. I don't know what you call him. He's just a Twitter user. He said, the lack of big opponents for PSG has cost them. The team has great players, but they lack experience at the top level and cannot perform under pressure. While top teams struggle regularly in the Prem and Spain, has a fierce title. Oh, and Spain has a fierce title race. A 5 1 win over Amiens. I have no clue. Doesn't help PSG. I'm not French, so I don't know how to pronounce half the French names or okay. teams. So, like, understand this whole Farmers League thing because we, we, we laugh a lot about Farmers League and all this. But It's true, though. Okay, I understand. It's a Farmers League. Yes, we know this. But what is PSG supposed to do? I think that's why PSG wants a Super League, which I do not want. But, like, what is PSG supposed to do as a club? They can't do anything about it. You just play out? I don't know why they chose France to land. All this money? Okay. They went to England, Because they can win, like, domestic titles. That's the thing they want. They want titles so they can create history or whatever. You're not really creating much of a history. The only thing you're creating is beating your previous records. That's pretty much it. Like, I think buying out the best players in your own league is what causes you to be so bad. Because you have no competition. Yeah. That's like if Real were to buy, like, literally... Like, if they had the spending money and they were to buy, like, Messi, uh, Sergio Busquets, t- like, Ter Stegen, mm-hmm. Like, that'd be ridiculous. Like, Real Madrid would win all the, like, the league titles for the next years to come. Mm-hmm. And that'd be so dumb. And nobody would want to watch that. That's why nobody watches League One unless you're French, basically, for the most part. And I'm pretty sure most of them probably tune into the Premier League more, too. Yeah, but they... Okay, they buy out players. Like, they bought Mbappe from Monaco, right? Yeah. What are they doing with this money? I'm pretty sure... I don't know how much they paid for Mbappe, but it must have been a good amount. It was a lot. Are they just, like, keeping it, or what's going on? The Like, the other team that receives the money? Yes. I think they invested in some players, but they just weren't good enough. And Monaco, they've been on a downturn recently, because mm-hmm. they're just trying to use, like, all their academy players. They're basically just trying to produce, like, a lot of Mbappes. Yeah. This is what they're trying to do. They're they're basically a selling club right now. They're like Southampton, like back yeah. in the day, like hardcore, mm-hmm. like Luke Shaw, Gareth Bale, and all them, and like Lalana. Like Southampton was a selling club, but they somehow kept staying in the Premier League, and mm-hmm. they kept getting the cash. Where did that cash go? Not really anywhere. They didn't really sign too many big name players, you know, because they couldn't. Because mm-hmm. they just produce, but they don't really do much with the money. Yeah. I don't know. I think. League on isn't really as entertaining as the other leagues. I think PSG, what, what he said about they can't perform under pressure and they're they're not really experiencing at the top level. They can only experience that, like those PSG players, in the national team, I feel like. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's a walk in a park for PSG in League on. Like, there's no doubt about that. Do you think Mbappe will progress as a player if he stays in PSG? No. I don't, I don't think so. I, well, actually, hold on. Like if you're Mbappe, what if would you he's do? by himself at some point, 
like let's say in the next four years, like let's say Neymar somehow moves on. I don't know where Real Madrid, Barca is like the only two teams I can see him going to. Mm-hmm. Essen Cavani goes, I don't know, back to Italy. He ain't leaving or anywhere. Something. I don't know, but let's just say Mbappe's like on his own. Mm-hmm. Then maybe because then everything would have to go through him. Really? Do you think he? You think he develop more way. playing by himself? Even then, I don't even know. I think he has to go to Prem. Where would he go in the Prem, though? I have no clue. I don't even know if he... Do you think, think like he's capable? Do you think he'd be able to play in the Prem? Like, with the physicality, yeah, I think know? he'd be, like, a hazard. Chelsea wants to sign him, but Chelsea ain't gonna sign anyone for the next two windows, so... I don't know. I feel like his best bet... Like he said before, how he wanted to play around Madrid or whatever. I think Real Madrid probably is his best bet for developing as high as he can. Yeah, but you think Mbappe's a perfect fit right now? I don't think, I don't think Mbappe's right made for this right now. Nothing can say Real Madrid now. I mean, like, let's say Mbappe goes to Real Madrid. Okay. And this continues, so the whole Real Madrid bad form. Okay. Is it worth it? I feel like if Real Madrid signed Mbappe, it would change. I feel like he would change something. That somehow, whoever the manager is, even Something's if... Something's got to give. I think, we'll Bale, I think Bale leaves, Isco leaves. They get good income from that, right? Mm-hmm. They sell some old players, sign some younger players. I think they need now, though. Got to get What's all this younger, younger player stuff? They need now. So you think they just need experience? They need experience right now. So, okay. Like you said before, Lewandowski's their best bet for, for signing a player. they need him or Kane. I think they need a striker ASAP. Benzema, I've been saying it, and I'm going to continue to say it. Dude, his cheeks. <laughs> that slip against Ajax, though? When Modric stole the ball? Oh, my. That was so oh, I bad. forgot that even happened. Oh. No, no, honestly though, okay, okay. No, ever since for that. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just say, he's been wearing some pretty old boots. Those those cleats that he has on. Here we go. Twenty fourteen cleats. Here you go, blaming the boots. I can see why he slipped. That's all I'm saying. Benzema. I'm just saying, if he didn't get kicked off for the French team like earlier after the twenty fourteen World Cup, I think he'd still be playing in the French team. Oh my. I'm being serious. Gignac's better than him. How come, does he even get called up? No, not anymore. Yeah, but I'm saying Benzema will still get called up. Gignac was called more recently than... Eh, That's because Benzema. Benzema had that whole thing with Valbuena. About his fault. The, the prostitutes or whatever. It's his fault. No more prostitutes. <laughs> Thompson. Well, we're going to move on to what to watch because we're not really getting anywhere with this. <laughs> so, in the Premier League on Saturday... We have Palace versus Brighton, which is going to be pretty interesting. Like I said before, they're still in like the bottom mid-table, I guess you could yeah, say. Pretty uh, Both bottom. of them are. Southampton versus Spurs. Southampton wanting to get further away from the relegation zone. And uh, Spurs having to prove a point in the Premier League, at least. Uh, wanting to scare that third-place spot so they don't slip up from uh, the top four. So that's what Spurs want to do. Southampton, like I said, away from relegation. Leicester Fulham. Fulham just wanting to get something, I guess, for their pride. Leicester wanting to get a win under uh, Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Newcastle versus Everton. Going to be a pretty good game. Everton, after that 0-0 draw with Liverpool, uh, probably going to gain some confidence from that. They probably did. And uh, Newcastle, uh, like I said, they just want to pick up form a little bit um, after they lost 2-0. And Man City versus Watford. Man City cannot slip up against this Watford team. I think Watford could trouble them a little. Watford can trouble them. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if City somehow tired lose, Liverpool, they could be back in it. I'm saying. And then also on Saturday, but in La Liga, we got 
uh, Barca versus Rayo uh, Vaicano. Rayo Vaicano is in the relegation zone right now. They want to get out of it, so it's going to be an important game for them. But Barca also need to extend their lead because they don't want to somehow extend get... Extend the lead? They don't want to get caught up. League's over. You think so? It's stunned and swept, dude. I mean, Atletico's only seven points behind, though. It's done. It's closer than Serie A. It's oh, anything closer than Serie A. Okay, and then on Sunday, we have also in the Premier League, uh, Liverpool versus Burnley, Arsenal versus Man United, which is the big game of the weekend, in my opinion. Because that's like a top four spot. Whoever wins, I think, is the favorite for top four. If Man U... Okay. What if Man United lose? I was thinking about this. If Man U doesn't get fourth, you think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer will still get the job? Yes. Really? Yes. I think everyone's hyping him up right now because they're going to get fourth. Or projected to get fourth. No. They're getting hyped up because of what they did against PSG. Basically, I think he has a 100% win record away from home. Okay, do you right see now. any way that Solskjaer doesn't get the job? No. No? Honestly, at this point, I think it's a for sure job. Okay. I was listening to uh, Football Daily, mm-hmm. and um, Joe, I think his name is Joe, the ginger guy, the okay. Man United fan. I don't yeah. know if you watch it. But he was saying that, um, like, Ollie is for sure going to get the job, and then the guy that was hosting with him, I forgot his name, but he was saying that they should at least offer it to Pochettino before they give it to Ollie. I don't know how what you think about that. I don't know why I would offer to him. I just think this old Gunner Solskjaer thing, it's just uh what do you call it? I don't know. What are you trying it's to say? It's just a happy phase. It's like a honeymoon phase. Like, oh, it's like the happy okay. part of it. And then next year, it's all going to go downhill, and I really hope it does. Why? I hate Man U. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, Liverpool. I, like I don't even know why I, I asked Marino, that. But. Liverpool, Man U, don't get along. But yeah, big game, Arsenal versus Man United. Hopefully, I will have a good weekend. On Sunday, at least, and see Arsenal be triumphant against Man United. Come on, you Gunners, let's go! I don't like any of them. Chelsea versus Wolves. Chelsea just want to um, basically stay in the top four race. So if they lose that game, it'll be very crucial. And then next week in the Champions League, on Tuesday we have Man City versus Schalke. Man City leading um, the fixture three two on aggregate. And then Juve versus Atleti also on Tuesday. They're gonna be playing at the same time. Uh, Atleti winning. 2-0, but I think it this game is going to be at uh, Juve Stadium. Yep. Sorry. Correct. So they're going to be away from home. Hopefully they can still put in a performance. We're going to see who's going to be the winner out of that leg. And then on Wednesday, Barcelona versus Lyon, Bayern versus Liverpool. Both games 0-0 right now. Basically any goal. Lyon or Liverpool score, I feel like that's it. What? I think so. Okay, Liverpool, I understand because, you know, Liverpool's good, but Lyon... I think you think Leon scores one. You think okay, it's over. Okay, hold on. I think if Leon scores first, it's over. I'm gonna be honest with you. What? I just don't see like they struggled so much against Leon. Yeah, they're 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 at home. Okay, basically in home. Oh, Camp Nou. That's true. Camp Nou. They've been brilliant at Camp Nou. But here's the thing, right? Leon were so tight, like in the defense against Barca, they just didn't let anything through. They didn't really have that many chances. I think they had like six chances. Mm-hmm. but, like, actually good chances, like, two or three. One of them being the Dembele one, and the other one being, like, the Messi that he, like, skied over the bar. Or, like, the clear-cut chances that I saw, that I remember, at least. So, like, that's pretty tough. If Leon puts in another performance like that, and they get one goal, and they get the first goal, and that's it, I think it's over. All right. I Which mean, would be very sad as a Barca fan. I don't want to see that. I think, 
Hopefully Messi can put in a performance. Suarez two, Dembele. Hopefully they all get on the score sheet. Three nil. I'm hoping. Calm down. I mean, we'll see. If I have to give you a realistic prediction, I say two zero. Barca. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. Okay. And then, oh yeah, let's put in some predictions real quick. Man City Schalke on Tuesday. What do you think? It's at uh, the Etihad. I mean, Schalke needs to score two. Because they score one, they still don't go through. What are you thinking? My heart says Schalke. My gut says that Man City. So, I think it is that. <laughs> All right. I think Man City are going to win uh, 2-0 comfortably. They're going to have like a, a lot of possession. Okay. All right. Juve Atleti. What do you think? I think it's done and dusted. You think it's just going to be nil-nil? No, I think Ronaldo's coming back. And if, if Ronaldo doesn't make it past this round, complete failure. Jose. Of a season. Let's Ronaldo. make a bet right now live. What? If Ronaldo scores two, I give you I give you 20 bucks. If Ronaldo scores two, you I give you 20 bucks? No, I, I just give you 20 bucks. Just because right. just he proves right, you wrong. Shake on it. Shake on it. All right, all right. I, I, are you guys so, hearing the shake? Are you guys hearing it? No. Yeah, yeah, we're shaking right now right, right, we as heard, we speak. I, I so basically, if Ronaldo scores two and he shuts Jose up, and I think it'd be 2 2 on aggregate then, and they somehow get a third and Yubi go through, Jose gets 20 bucks. But either way, if Ronaldo just scores two, Jose gets 20 bucks. Because I think Ronaldo will score at least one. I think Yubi can come back. That's the thing. I think you're sleeping on Yubi a little bit. Nah. If they, could, if they play like they did last time, I don't know. They're made with trash. That's true. I'm, gonna say it's I'm not going to lie. All right. Wednesday, Barcelona-Leon. Prediction. I'm going to go... Was it 0-0 last time? Yeah, 0-0. You know what? I'm going to go with an upset. I'm going to go Leon 1-1. I'm hurt. All right. I think, like I said before, Barca 2-0 comfortably at home. Let's okay. go. Visca Barca. All right. 4-0. Don't even ask me. Let's Wait, 4-0? Bayern versus Liverpool? Uh, Liverpool's got the 4. Calm down. But, but you said the 4 first. They don't got Coman. I don't think they will. Wait, what happened to Coman? He, he got injured like two weeks ago. <laughs> really? Yeah. I did not hear that. Alright, well, that's that's upsetting for a little bit for Bayern. Did not know that. But I do think Liverpool are going to go through 1. Hey, man. No, actually, 2-1. Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah. I'm calling it right now. Mane scoring the first one. Some little stupid dinky goal that he scores. It's going to be something so scrappy. Mane's going to score. And then... the goat. Lewandowski's going to get a penalty off of some stupid thing that... uh, Who's going to be playing with him? Matip? Matip. Probably Matip. All right, so Matip's going to give some dumb away. Lewandowski's going to convert a penalty. And then Mohamed Salah saved the day. Shush the haters. I'm calling it right now. Facts. All right, well, that's pretty much it. We're going to wrap up the podcast for today. Uh, this is going to be uploaded on Friday, so the mm-hmm. 8th of March, uh, recording the day prior to that, so Thursday, today. Um, yeah, just check out our Instagram. Uh, give us some feedback at Football Around the World Podcast. And uh, I think we're going to be making a Twitter soon, so watch out for that. We'll put that on our Instagram if you are following. And uh, we'll see you next week, Tuesday then. Thanks for listening. Adios. See y'all.